1: They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.
2: When it comes to duck hunting, there can be a lot of gear involved. On this episode, I'm going to talk about the single most important piece of gear that both protects you and helps you to hunt ducks more effectively. Hey, and welcome to another episode of the New Hunter's Guide, the podcast and YouTube channel helping new hunters get started and helping active hunters learn new things. I'm your host, George Kanidis, and today we're going to be talking about the single most important piece of gear when it comes to duck hunting. Now, duck hunting can be a gear-intensive sport, so for something to be the most important piece of gear, it's really got to come before a lot of other things. But to me, it all comes down to safety. You know, uh, uh, even the worst day in the woods, if you walk out of the woods uninjured, it can be a great day. And now a lot of duck hunters, they do walk out of the woods without getting shot or without falling or hurting themselves like that, but that doesn't mean that they're leaving the woods unharmed. In fact, a lot of the time they don't realize the damage that's being done with every single trigger pull that they take or that one of their hunting partners take. And it can take years even for the cumulative effect of that to reach the point where it's alarming and and it pushes them enough to think about it and to take action. But by that point, it's hard to undo a lot of the damage. So to help us not just learn how to, to protect ourselves, but also enhance our ability to hunt, I have with us today my colleague in duck hunting, lifetime duck hunter, colleague in the faith, doctor of audiology and founder of tetra hearing i believe is a company that is doing maybe more than any other company to change the face of duck hunting and hunting in general so bill it is great to have you today uh what's going on and how are you doing
0: man hey george uh unbelievable intro and and uh, i'm super pumped to, to to join you from uh from tennessee um And I think all I can say, uh, we should, we, we could probably close up after that intro and I just say, amen. I mean,
2: uh,
0: I think, I think you just, you just nailed all the, all the highlights of it. And, uh, so thank you. Um, I, I, I love your passion. I've been telling you that ever since I got a chance to, to meet you and work with you. And, um. I love that that you call us colleagues already, that, uh, that means a lot to me, brothers in spirit, that's for sure.
2: I think we're on the same mission, we're trying to do a lot of the same things, and uh, I just love the opportunity that that I'm sort of gifted to have here to help new hunters keep from making some mistakes that a lot of veteran hunters were, are paying for and have paid for for years and didn't realize you know, what had happened or what they'd done. But before we jump into all that, you know, we've got a lot of people listening that don't know you, unfamiliar. Uh, maybe they've just tuned in to never even listen to the podcast before. This is their first episode uh, and they're listening to to what is the most important thing about duck hunting or at least gear wise. So I just want to lead into that. Tell us a little bit about how you got started into duck hunting and your journey along those lines. Yeah.
0: um, Well, it's, you know, I was born and raised in Michigan and, um, and, and it's funny. It's, um, it's, it's probably, it's probably the, the, the type of hunting that I was earliest introduced to um, because you can, you can kind of just sit there and hang out with dad and grandpa and, and, you know, that whole little duck camp. Um, and it's in, in, you know, you're, you're typically in a blind and you're doing all that kind of stuff. And so it's, it's an easy place, I think, to introduce y- the youth and, and young hunters, they can, they can talk. It's not like you got to sit still and be quiet. Like you're in the deer woods, right? You can, you can eat candy bars and, and make noise and, and cook breakfast and do all that kind of stuff. And um, so I, I don't remember not being a duck hunter is <laughs> kind of the, you know, the, the whole truth of it. I just, you know, my, my earliest days of hunting, I remember being with dad and grandpa, um, up on, the up on the cattail marshes of, of Lake Huron and Saginaw Bay. And, um, and man, we had some, we had some great times. I, I, I saw the whole transition going from, uh, into steel shot and, and the, the big difference that that made. And back when I first started hunting it was when there was a point system, you only got a hundred points, uh, in, in every duck um, and you know, it was worth a certain amount of points and man, you did not want to shoot that Brown duck, that Susie, that was worth 70 points because you were, you were almost done for the day. And, uh, so it's, uh, that's, that's a cool memory lane to, to, to walk down with you. And I just, I just, I remember just being fascinated with the whole aspect of, of, of literally kind of communicating, you know, communicating back and forth and, and, and blowing a call and get that duck to do, uh, you know, what, what you think you, they, that you want them to do and just being inspired by it. And the, the more that I learned to blow a duck call and, and, and how to make that work and what to say. And, and, and I think it's probably the same part of my brain that, that later in life kind of chose this career of, of, of audiology and speech and hearing. And, um, my awesome wife, Lisa of 27 years is a speech pathologist. So, um, you know, this, this idea of, of how we communicate and how, how human beings and how mammals communicate is a big part of, of, of what we are doing with, with, with Tetra. And, um, this concept of, of hear the hunt. Yeah. It's, it's about hearing, hearing the animals and, and, but it's also more about hearing nature and, uh, and and hearing your hunting buddies, and 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 again, those kind of living living those large stories in the duck line, listening to to grandpa and dad tell the stories, and um, all the stuff that we love about uh, about hunting and chasing waterfowl.
2: Yeah, I absolutely love it. And you bring up a point that I love to make, which is one of the reasons I'm so passionate about waterfowl hunting is that is it can be a team sport. You know, unlike many other kinds of hunting, and and probably deer hunting most notably, which is what most people are familiar with, you really can have fun, you can fellowship, you can spend time together. And you're communicating with one another, you're communicating with the wildlife, there's just so many great features that come together that make that just a great way to hunt, great way to start hunting, great way to introduce new people to hunting, and a great way to just go out in the woods with people that you're friends with or want to become better friends with, and just be able to spend that time together and talk and, and just do all those kind of things, and then be able to come out with, you know, fantastic tasting game in my opinion, and able to do all those things, but when it comes to all that talking and communication of course you've got your you, you've got to be able to hear right you got you got be able to hear the ducks you got to be able to hear your hunting buddies and everything else that comes along with the hunt in fact, I think you can almost hear the sunrise it's so beautiful some days, but all the sounds that come with it so that led you down a career of hearing and and into audiology and you know, how did you make that transition and, and move in that direction? What drew you there?
0: Yeah, well, um, it, you know, truth be told, it was, uh, it was a couple C's in chemistry. <laughs> that, that was really kind of the major detour. And um, my, my entire life, you know, I grew, we grew up with, with our hunting dogs are also family pets. And, you know, I mean, like lab, every lab slept on the bottom, you know, right in bed with me. And like this idea, like, you know, keep an, I I understand everyone, everyone has their own ideas of, you know, hunting dogs and dogs in the house, but, um, man, our, our family pets, all of my family pets growing up and and everyone that I've owned with, with my, with my own family, you know, the, the hunting dog's just a part of it. And so my big attraction, my entire life, I just wanted to be a veterinarian. And, uh, <laughs> that's what I went to college for. I, I worked in vet clinics, uh, through high school. I, I, I'd go, I, I'd change, uh, I'd feed, feed the dogs at the local vet clinic that was on the corner of my high school after football practice and basketball practice in high school and and clean the cages that they were kept in and boarded in. And, um, man, me and chemistry just, just did not get along. And, uh, and, and honestly, it was, it was, that was one of the biggest things that kind of derailed, um, you know, my future as a veterinarian, if it was, if it ended in an ology, if it was, you know. Uh, you know, zoology, biology, physiology, like all I, it was a a a a, and um, man, I took chemistry three times. I barely got a C. <laughs> and you're young, and you're and you, you probably don't have the, the confidence that in yourself that that you should have. And um, so I started exploring other options, and that's when I found I found audiology, and and um, it was just kind of this combination. I grew up in a whole family of teachers. So I kind of always grew up in this community of 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 giving back, and um, and you know at my at the end of the day, I think my 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 heart is as a teacher and an educator, and um, audiology is a big part of that. It was it was science, it was psychology, it was um, this you know sociology, how we connect people and how we connect to our cultures and. Um, just kind of fell in love with the ear and, uh, I've always been a big kind of sound guy and music guy and it just, it just all worked and, um, stayed as a hardcore, passionate hunter and outdoorsman my entire life. And, uh, I, you know, when I was practicing at Vanderbilt and running the hearing aid program there and doing research, I, I kind of became known as, as one of the the hunting docs. It was myself, my good buddy, David Genevico, who started Tetra with me and, uh, Man, if you were in middle Tennessee or anywhere in the surrounding areas and, um, and you needed hearing care, you go see the hunting docs. And um, that's really when, you know, we'd, we'd start, we'd take your old, old set of hearing aids and make them your outdoor hearing aids at that time. Um, but those were some of the earliest days of uh of of creating a dedicated hearing experience for your outdoor experience or your outdoor time and and the waterfall hunter is absolutely who led the way and so to hear you say it not as it just essential gear but it's 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 one of if not the most essential gear for the waterfall hunter um because man that passion of chasing those ducks and geese they are it's hard on the ears um and it's it's the bang of the gun but it's also the calling I mean, George, we first started making, um, making sound measurements of what goes on in the, in, in a typical hunting situation. It's, uh, it's wailing on those calls, those, you know, a, 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 hen mallard hail call, uh, is easily peaks at 124, 125, 126 decibels. And, and on those slow days, you're doing a whole lot more calling than you are shooting. <laughs> and uh so that calls that calls is equally bad as that does that 12 gauge on your ears
2: oh yeah that's a great point you know when i first got started people told me "Oh, will just practice in your car when you're driving to work and and doing whatever so i started doing that and then i'm sitting there going this hurts so much my ears to practice on these loud calls especially a goose call Oh my goodness! So I I was sitting there going, what? How do you even practice? Like I've got to go outside because I'm gonna hurt myself doing this in my car. And I thought about wearing earplugs while I was driving. I was like, that can't be safe. You can't hear horns or other cars. There's got to be a law against that. And uh, yeah, that's just a crazy experience. So you become the guy then, who you're the ear doctor that all of the hunters who are losing their hearing from duck hunting and, and whatever else they may be doing, they're coming to see you to to figure this out, to find a way forward. So you just sort of develop this clientele of hunters that are having hearing problems. And then, you know, is that what, what sort of pushed you and and gave you that nudge forward to say, okay, we need to do more than just care about this after it becomes a problem. What can we do on the front end?
0: Well, you're, you're, you're spot on with that. And, and, and what we would try to do is try to get that the hunter, but especially if we just stay in the lane of the, of the, the waterfall hunter um, what you'd end up with is, is try to get them to do hearing protection. And, and again, you know, my, at the t- at the time my 20 25 years of of being both in the hearing industry as as well as a passionate hunter i tried every single possible device uh that was that was available on the market and um and the problem is 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 anyone who who you know even if you tried to put that you know that plug in your ear to you knew that that blowing that call in that confined environment of your of your car during practice was just too loud. I mean, you, 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 you immediately could sense that, but the reality is once you plug your ears, you, you can't blow, you can't blow a, you properly blow a call and, and you can't properly play a saxophone and you can't properly be a, be a singer or a performer. And this idea of like how we monitor our world around us is, is, is critical to have to be able to hear exactly what you need to hear so you can monitor it. Um, I mean, heck, that's how we learn to speak as a, as a little baby. We're not born with this ability. It's all modeling. And, and you hear something and you repeat it. And then that it's reinforced. Right. And you, you, you make these babbling sounds as a little baby and you do a gaga and a caca and a papa. And, and all of a sudden you end up with a mama or a dada and the whole the whole room lights up right like everyone gets excited and mama and dad get really excited and you reinforce that and that, that's the earliest stages of language development and you got to hear and there's no difference if you're trying to be a better duck caller and and trying to get the cadence and trying to get the timing and trying to get all of that you know down that's that's an auditory experience and when you plug up your ears you, you just can't hear that and and that's kind of the cornerstone of uh, being able to blow a duck call and being able to hear a turkey gobble uh, is 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 probably 80 percent of 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 the major accomplishments of uh, of true innovation that we've we've brought to this, you know, hearing technology part of of hunting and shooting. So
2: that that's 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 absolutely it's it's I don't think people realize the impact of just the things that go along with the sport, like calling, you know, you can damage your hearing before you ever get into the woods. So you guys get together and, you know, just, just maybe just help us to, to see into the back of your mind at the moment you decided, you know what we can, and we need to do something about this.
0: Yeah. And it was, um, it, 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 it was you know the, the the funny part about it it was uh it was it was really it was 2000 june of 2018 and it was at the triton triton owners tournament up on kentucky lake and um and and we ran into to harold knight who was also fishing the tournament and was a good friend of 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 my buddy david Genevaco's and um you know he came up and, and kind of did this you know can I talk to you boys? You both knew that we were, we were hearing doctors and, and, um, and he did this kind of almost real eerie thing. He, he, he said, come on over here. And he, he got away from everyone and, he, and, and he kind of got a real somber face on it or look on his face. And this is, you know, this is Harold Knight. He's six time world championship, you know, duck and goose caller, And, 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 you know, part of the, it was, you know, David Hale and Harold Knight that, you know, put together Knight and Hale game calls, which was, um, you know, one of the absolute biggest and still is the best, you know, game call partner in the industry. And and his whole thing is he's he he just he looked at straight ass. He said, He said, Boys, that turkey's goblin. And I can't hear him no more. <laughs> and and uh, you know, it's one thing when you're just out goofing around on a Saturday morning and then you're you know trying to chase a bird and and um And, and so it literally started with his quest and his stories of like, you know, I need, I need help to be able to, to, to hear this Turkey. And, um, and it, and it quickly went within probably two weeks, he was down in the clinic in Nashville and he showed up with a whole box of duck and goose calls. And, um, and, and he sat there in clinic for us. We put a microphone down on his eardrum and, and Harold just put on an absolute clinic for two days of, of making duck and goose <laughs> noises, just an absolute calling clinic. And if, if you name it and he made it, it was everything from a wedge into a pintail to all kinds of hen mallard specklebelly geese and Canada geese and blues. And I mean, it was just unreal for two days and we made over a thousand recordings right on his eardrum. And that's that's exactly the that's the basis of our patent is like this is what the frequency response looks like when it's recorded off of a world championship caller who is also one of the best duck and goose hunters, uh, you know, in the country. And so, um, you know, he did both, uh, both, you know, stuff that wins on a stage and, and then things that win in a goose pit um as far as the types of calling that he was made and we that was literally the 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 basis of our of of the patents that we have and applied to how to replicate animal sounds um and it really started with with Harold Knight who was the the king of making calls and his whole thing you know I kept teasing him I Harold you and I are just a bunch because he kept going like man you guys are so smart you figured this out and this technology and and i just kept saying like Harold we're just you and i are we're just a bunch of sound geeks you know you you figured out how to make all of these incredible different calls from a from a coyote to a deer to an elk to a i mean you name it, a squirrel bark let alone all of the the waterfall calls and turkey calls and i mean he they just night and Hale just owned the industry at the time and um and he said yeah now i can't hear it and you're making it so i can hear it <laughs> and so we had we had a great time together he's a he's an absolute absolute wonderful human being one of the best i've ever met
2: so then you guys took that you, you you moved it forward and you guys invented a product that does at least what i call the the uh protect preserve and enhance so you guys created a product that would protect your hearing which is is not a new invention. you know. Protecting your hearing, like you've said in the past, isn't that difficult. You can stick your fingers in your ear to protect <laughs> your hearing, but it's protecting it when you need it. But you created a product that would protect your hearing. You also created one that would preserve the experience of the hunt, of hearing the sounds of animals, hearing the sounds of nature, hearing the sounds of your buddies. And people have done both of those things. There's other companies out there. They've done... Uh, electric hearing protection. You know, I've I bought some before I discovered you guys, and was so thankful I discovered you guys. But there are some good ones out there other than than the stuff that I got. Uh, and then you, what you did though, which I thought was really novel, was you made it so it's preserving the experience of the hunt, and you did it well. In fact, you did it, I think, better than anyone else that I've ever seen, touched, heard of, or even read reviews about. I think the 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 quality of your product is outstanding, but you didn't leave it there. If you left it there, it would still be, I think, the greatest contribution to to the waterfowl movement in this, you know, within the last two decades. But you then took it one step further and you made it so that this thing can enhance your ability to hunt because it not just protects you from the gunshot and the loud calling and not just preserves your ability to hear what's going on around you, but because of those those recordings and those patents and that technology, you made it so that it actually enhances the sounds that you want to hear. It enhances the sounds of those ducks quacking afar off. It enhances the sounds of those wings beating. Uh, It enhances the sound of that turkey gobbling in the distance so that you're able to actually hear things better and further away than you could without them on. And, you know, to me, those three things coming together just blew me out of the water when i first you know landed on your website and first read about what you guys are doing i thought wow this is the answer this is what you know i've been looking for what everyone's been looking for whether they knew they were looking for it or not it was the thing that didn't just do it but it did it well and then it made it so you could hunt even better um and let me just let me just throw a quick story onto that because I wore these all turkey season, and and I went out every day. I was out in in the turkey woods. I had the the Tetra Alpha Shield Multi Pursuits in with the with the turkey setting on them. So I'm out there every day, and you know I tell I'll tell the long version in another episode, but the short version is we're out there every day, and and you know got used to them, love them. One day, me and my buddy Chris are walking into the woods, and and we're on a couple mile hike in before dark, trying to get to our spot. And, you know, me and him have been hunting, you know, since day one, waterfowl together. He's my right-hand man. We've been almost every hunt together. Uh, He's also the youth pastor at our church. And, yeah, we have got a great church with all these people hunting. And But we're walking in, and we are a couple miles in. The sun's just starting to make the sky glow. It's not up, but you're just seeing that little bit of glow on the horizon. And you just start hearing those songbirds start to wake up here and there. And we're walking, and I just stopped I stopped him. I said, "Well, hold on. We can't go any further. Let me put my ears in so that in case there's any turkeys that sound off on a distant ridge that I might not have been able to hear, I'll be able to hear them now." And when as soon as I was putting them in my ear there in the dark, easily start walking forward, I realized, you know, I'm an hour or two away from it even being legal to fire a shot. We're nowhere close to shooting a turkey, but I've put these devices in my ears because they enhance my ability to hear these birds from a a further distance than I could have. They're actually improving my ability to hunt. And of course, I don't have the waterfowl story because the season hasn't come yet. But that's when I realized, okay, this is not just protection. This is not just enabling me to enjoy the fullness of the hunt with my friend. Uh, while still being protected but it's enabling me to do something and to hear something at a higher level that i was would have been able before it just made me even more effective and that the the thought was so cool as i was walking into the woods that these are actually they've gone beyond just protecting and preserving they're enhancing my ability to hunt
0: oh george you're gonna you need to i need to figure out what you're doing for your day job because we may have to bring you over here (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> your, your, <laughs> your passion and understanding, and the way to 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 to, to just kind of cut and, and and make it to where everyone can understand it. Uh, you got you definitely have a, a true talent. I, I love I love hearing you you talk about our technology. You do it very well, and Ben, uh, you summed it all up right there. I mean, the the idea of um, and part of this because you know you went through your hearing test with us, and and. Um, and we can fine tune it. We not only fine tune it for every one of the things we're going to be talking about more in the next, in, in this, in coming in this fall hunting season is this concept of, of, of a hunter's soundscape. And, and every life has a soundscape, right? And, 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 the different things that we do throughout our life uh, has a soundscape, right? The, what, the time time that we're in church has a different soundscape than the time that we're in home uh, or in the office or certainly in the woods and the turkey soundscape is very very different than the waterfall soundscape and the the white-tailed deer uh, midwestern deer hunt soundscape is completely different than um than you know chasing mule deer out west or elk and um and part of that's the animal and and part of it's the things that you want to hear and the things that you don't need to hear and 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 that's why we went, in, in the, when, when we put this company together and, and, and we designed the product lines, it was we went to a very, very, very high-end, very premium sound system, a, a, a circuit, a, a high-end microphone, a high-end digital amplifier, and sophisticated chipset, and then a very high-end receiver, or what's called a, a, the speaker. It's how sound comes back out of the device. And we wanted to do that so we could control that soundscape. That we could enhance the things that you that you're there to hear and that you want to hear and then we can go after the, the the frequencies of whether it's it's wind blowing across the microphone that was really completely canceled out or whether it's the rustling of leaves or whether it's briars going against your chaps when you're you know uh, going through you know chasing upland birds and um there are certain things you got to hear and there are certain things that you that you don't want to hear and we went with the really high premium circuit so that we could control that. And right now, the only downside of doing that and what we're trying really hard every day, the only downside of doing it that sophisticated is the price. Um, and man, we're working our butt off to try to get that level of premium sound, uh, at, at a little more economical price. Um, because I'm, I'm, I'm fully aware that, you know, um, not, not everyone is, is both either willing or, or able, uh, until you put it in your ears. And then and once you put it in your ears, then everyone's like, okay, I, I, now I got to buy this. Um, but, uh, but part of that premium sound system just comes with, with, with the price point that we're at. And, um, I, I everyone who's listening, I give you, and I give you my word as a colleague uh, that we were working on trying to adjust that to me, it's the only downside. It's the only thing that, um, that I can possibly think of, of, of not doing things the way that we did it. And, um, and we're trying to be real stubborn and, and and we just spent, we had a, we had a great four days, uh, at the, down in Texas, you know, helping support the, the, the the DU event down there, the, 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 the DUX or the, the DU Expo, um, great event that du put on uh down at texas motor speedway and um i can't tell you how many times in the three days i'd I'd have people like oh tetra you're the new hearing protection company and i'd say well kind (laughs) of and they're like what And I said, we're the new hearing technology company. We do way more than just protect. And that was your story. That's what you just, that's what you just brought to life. So, so thank you. And that that's our goal is that it's, we are creating an awesome hearing experience, a natural hearing experience to be fully connected, fully engaged in your hunt and your surroundings and with your people, um, And yes, you're fully protected at trigger pull or when the calls are are blaring too loud.
2: Also, guys, I just want to make sure that this is clear. You know, there is no kickbacks here. I'm not making money off any affiliate links. I don't get a commission off of you guys buying any of this stuff. I'm not being paid to do this episode. You know, everything about this for me is just the passion and the opportunity to help people to try to get these in more people's hands. And I just believe in it that much. And for those who are listening, I'm going to do a full review of the product and then even some others that are in the market, both on a podcast and a YouTube video in the future. So I'm not going to go into a lot of depth about that here. But I do want to say this, that I started uh, with foam earplugs, which made it basically impossible to do anything enjoyable. I upgraded to a pair of cheap electronic hearing protection and you know, was was dissatisfied with them within seconds of putting them in my ears or trying to put them in my ears and keep them in my ears, and they fell out when you'd turn your head, if you'd put a hat on, if you'd sneeze, if you just sat there too long, and the, the hum and the sizzle and the static in the background, and then even with them turned up as high as they went, you still really couldn't hear all that well. It was still nowhere close to where you were, uh, they did block out the sound, though, but, man, they left a lot to be desired. Now, to be fair, they were cheap. They were super cheap. And for what they cost, you know, that's probably where a lot of hunters need to start. But if, you know, if you're thinking about, okay, is it worth spending what you need to spend to get into, to to go all the way guys, I started on the cheap side and just couldn't live with it. I just, it just didn't, it wasn't enough in terms of preserving. It wasn't ergonomic. I couldn't hear well. Uh, It was actually almost a downer just to to put them in and use them. But I I suffered with it for a while just because I wasn't at that place yet. But I came to a point where I realized, okay, a lot of hunters, especially new hunters you get started there's certain things you just you have to buy you can't get into the woods without them you you need a gun you need some decoys you need some ammo you need a call and you know that may be your budget for year one you need a pair of waders and you might need to to you know to make it through the first season with a pair of foam earplugs or whatever you can just to get through but what most new hunters will do is come year two they're going to ready to start upgrading things. They're going to look first thing that in in my experience, people go to upgrade is their gun. And I would say you'd be better off using that, whatever gun you started with getting into a pair of, of these devices that are going to protect your hearing, preserve the joy of the hunt and enhance your ability to hunt and, you know, keep your ears safe for the rest of your life, your hunting life anyway and then just wait another season or wait until another, you know, another tax return or however it might be to to upgrade something else. I feel like it's just it's that important and I think it's more attainable than than people realize. I don't want to go too far down that line, but I've found it to be that big of a deal. And just change the the face of hunting. I, re, I came to a point where I just realized I can't hunt another day without doing something. I can't fire one more shot. I came out of the woods one day just rattled after firing somewhere around a dozen shots. And just, you know, my, my head was foggy. My ears were were just not feeling good. I was discouraged. And I just came to a point where I said, I cannot do this one more time without making a change. And that was the push that sent me down this rabbit trail until I finally found Tetra and realized, you know, the answer is available. And that leads me to to, to a question, a uh, series of questions, but just, you know, you know, on one hand we talked a little bit about how, you know, this can be more important for waterfowl hunters than maybe some other kind of hunters because you got a lot more shooting, you got a lot of loud calling. Uh, you know, there, there's obvious benefit there as to why duck hunters and goose hunters really, you know, need this maybe more than some other kind of, you know, people hunting in other areas. But I want to, I want to, I want you to touch a little bit on, you know, the health conditions that correlate with beating your ears up like this and what that can do to you just beyond, you know, taking a little bit off your hearing range year after year.
0: No, that's a, that's a great question, George, about the, the, the healthcare, the overall healthcare impact of of hearing loss, and I think you know, for far too long, we have just we, we you know just as society considers you know too easily considers that hearing loss is an inconsequential part of aging, and it it just simply couldn't be further from the truth. And uh, in the last probably ten to fifteen years, we've had some of the absolute best science. You know, for years, we've absolutely known that, you know, when, when somebody incurs significant hearing loss and it's been, it's been tied to things like depression and withdrawal and, and, and just all kinds of negative, you know, lower self-esteem and lack of confidence and, um, you know, less socially connected and, and all of that stuff, um, and is, as if any of that wasn't bad enough, uh, probably the the strongest evidence of of in the in kind of the hearing science world actually didn't even come out of, uh, of out of audiology or, or ear related research. It came out of neurology and, and neuroscience, and and they started reporting on some very what we call longitudinal aging studies. And they would they would follow groups of people from from forty five on up to. To 85, and they would they would test them every year and follow them for about 15 years. And one of the biggest findings out of out of these longitudinal aging studies was the the high correlation uh, between hearing loss in what we call cognitive processing disorders. And, and the two big ones that we hear most of is, is, is Alzheimer's disease and dementia. And, um, and it's, it's not, but the two are h- highly correlated. And, um, and so that's when all of a sudden, after you know, 40, 50, 60 years of good science research of the impact of, of hearing loss, uh, in the last 10 years, it just took some major steps with the idea that, that clearly losing your hearing earlier in life is not a, just an inconsequential part of the aging process. There are some, some major consequences of it. And, and man, it, it just it, that was part of the absolute drive uh, for David and I in, in, in putting this company together is that y- you shouldn't have to you know, have that self-induced problem of that magnitude, uh, by chasing your passion and just enjoying life, uh, and the things that we love to do, like, you know, all the hunting and shooting stuff that we do across the lifetime. So that's a, that's a major driver in all of this is, is just to live healthier, you know, create healthier ears living longer. And, um, I kind of always joked and say that, that Tetra is all about, letting ears die young, very late in life or as late as possible in life. Right. But if we could get uh, if we could get someone to to take their last step and last breath at you know, in their 90s and have their ears more like than they were in their 20s, um, then we've we've accomplished a lot right there.
2: So then you've got people, you know, it's not just a matter of, OK, we're we're losing our hearing, maybe faster, maybe earlier, maybe more range. You know, if you're hunting, especially if you're young, you're hunting in your twenties or thirties or forties, you know, and you're you're putting your ears through a lot of abuse, it's not just that you could be losing your hearing in a short amount of time. It's that you could be putting yourself at higher risk for Alzheimer's and dementia and other neurological and and just different conditions that you're not even, you know, no one's thinking about that when they're in the duck blind. You know, pulling the trigger and going through a box of ammo a day—you know, between two or three people—that just doesn't enter into people's minds, right?
0: Oh, you're 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 spot on with that. It's because you're out having fun, and um, and and again, what they what they found that through all these studies is that the the number one predictor of the incidence or or you know the the occurrence of, of dementia dementia, Alzheimer's, when you're 65 was your hearing law, your hearing status and how much hearing loss you had between 35 and 55. And, um, and you were four and a half to six times more likely to have dementia at 65. If you had hearing loss between 35 and 55. And, um, and so it's kind of a two edged it's, 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 it's really a double-edged sword. It's, if you've already started to have hearing loss in your, you know, in your thirties and forties, you've got to, you got to protect your ears and stop the progression. But what's an interesting part of the research that they found out is that even if you had hearing loss, so, so I kind of misspoke a little bit when I just said it was, if you had hearing loss, that that was the predictor. It's really what they, they termed it as your hearing status. And the idea is that if, what they found is that that four and a half times greater likelihood of dementia was not present with the people who wore hearing aids earlier in life, and so it's really how is your brain functioning? Is your brain functioning in an impaired status in, in receiving less information from the ears, or is it functioning in a rehabilitative status in that you are, if you have hearing loss and you're, you know, fifty-two, that you're actually you know being rehabilitated by by wearing hearing aids or 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 it's basically supplying your brain with more sound which is exactly what we're doing with tetra right it's the whole enhancement part that you spoke so well about
2: right and that you know leads me to to just note and key off that you know if your hearing is already poor tetra you guys can they will do the exam on your website send it in when they order the product you guys can turn up the volume that's just of all the sound that comes in so that they're then able to hear at a normal level as if they were wearing you know um regular uh hearing aids while they're hunting and then you've got the protection and the additive so it's not just for people who are trying to keep from losing their hearing if you've already gone down that road some you've already lost some of your hearing these can help bring you back to your a-game in terms of hearing while you're hunting and then uh also enable you then to hear even better maybe than you did back when you still had your full range
0: <laughs> that's exactly it And that's what we can do with that premium, that premium circuitry that I talked about is, is we don't have, we don't just, you know, unilaterally or generically turn everything up. Uh, After we get your hearing test, we can go through and we can, we can give you, you know, more sound at the specific frequencies or the bands uh, where your ears aren't working so well. And so um, that's been that's been probably one of the, 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 the biggest accomplishments and what we have won several awards for is that, you know, if when, when, when we abuse our ears, we typically abuse our ears in the, in the mid frequencies and the high frequencies. Um, but the, the bass tones uh, tend to be okay. And, and so you kind of have what we call a, a, a downward or a steeply sloping hearing loss. And that means bass is okay. Mids hurt a little bit and, and highs are treble, uh, the treble gives you trouble, right? And the idea of that 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 most people who have abused their ears from too loud a noise have lost their hearing in the high frequencies. Well what we can do is is not only first we correct for for that loss, we go in and we go, you know, band by band, we can turn up exactly what parts of your ears aren't working so well anymore. And then on top of that we put our, our proprietary our, our patented algorithms to to enhance those sounds, uh, of the pursuit that you're chasing, you know, um, whether it's everything we're talking about today is about the duck hunter. It's, you know, those sounds of blowing a duck call and hearing the, the, the wings ripping behind you and overhead and, and the chatter of hearing those birds talk to you, uh, when they're, when they're busting over you. And, um, for the turkey hunter, it's the gobble and it's the yelp and the fly down and all those cool noises that go on in the turkey woods and you can just kind of go from there. It's the elk bugle. It's the pheasant flush and quail flush for the upland. Um, But it all starts with like, let's equalize your hearing. Let's get you back to uh, as close to normal hearing status as as we can get you. And then on top of that, we're going to go after those soundscapes, those hunting soundscapes that we talked about.
2: Yeah, that's outstanding. And it reminds me of something that you had mentioned in a previous conversation that you know some people, just based on their ear and the protein structure and whoever knows what else, they lose their hearing at a at a different rate so some pers- some people they may be more impervious and suffer less hearing loss from you know gunshots over a particular time, whereas others it may be more rapid decline but something you said really stuck with me was that you know for some people they've had very minimal hearing loss over a long period of time. But they're just one gunshot away from losing a huge chunk of it maybe maybe it was just the last straw maybe it was something that was just a little louder than they were used to they got a ported barrel instead of a full-length barrel they the person next to them shot a, a magnum load instead of a regular load or they were in a partially enclosed blind and that echo just was that last straw that pushed them over the edge and then boom you just lost a chunk of it all at once which just makes me feel like, you know, people don't realize how close they could be to a significant problem. Even if they've gone years with very little consequence, they could be the next shot that is a game changer for them, which is completely preventable.
0: Absolutely. A hundred percent. And man, I've I've heard that for 30 years in clinic. I heard that story and, um, and I've certainly witnessed every bit of it uh, as you know, in the, in the last three years of talking to hunters and outdoorsmen that are, um, that are absolutely, um, that are absolutely, you know, struggling with, with hearing issues and man, it doesn't matter if, if you're one of our brave veterans over in, you know, overseas, or if it's a young, I, did, I heard a, a story about three weeks ago, a young cameraman, uh, in the industry was, was filming a turkey hunt. And, you know, the turkey didn't do what he was supposed to do. And he swung out to the left and the guy, you know, swung, took a very safe shot, but the cameraman ate, you know, a a bunch of muzzle blast and, um, and his ears, he's been dizzy and his ears aren't, haven't stopped ringing for three weeks. And, uh, and I mean, this was quite a story, George, actually, it was a really fantastic young man and, um, and became super emotional uh and 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 actually was kind of broke down and cried and, and and he's like man i've been i've been watching you for a year and a half and i thought how cool it would be and blah, 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 and He's like i can't believe and he's like i always wanted to get it he's like if, if i wouldn't have had if i would have had those in i probably wouldn't have had this problem and uh and and he said he hasn't been able to sleep for for you know he he called it 28 days, uh, almost four weeks now. Oh, wow. Cause his ears are ringing so bad and, and he's getting all the proper care, but the problem is like once that, like once you cross that bridge and, and, and again, you could, you could go through a thousand shots and some guys are lucky enough to be able to handle a thousand shots. And then all of a sudden it's the next one. And it just kind of breaks that bridge. And, um, and I'm not being melodramatic with that. I've seen it. I've been doing this 30 years and I've seen it and I just, I hear more and more and more of those stories. I started my career out working uh, when when I graduated, I was in the at the veterans hospital up in Ann Arbor, Michigan. And um, it was a fantastic place to work. And 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 just you know, taking care, it was an honor to take care of of, of that whole veteran population and, and and talk about hearing needs. And most of those guys, I mean, they could tell you the day, the hour the dirt that they were standing on uh when you know when their when their their hearing came crumbling down and um and, and and literally that's what you know the idea of what we're trying to do is is have this transparent device like we want the device to feel like like there's nothing there and uh and then and then fully protect uh, you know when, when it 's pulled, and let you have an awesome hearing experience
2: up until that point, yeah, absolutely, and I can attest to that. I was in the turkey woods, bird came down, walked out 25, 30 yards from me, gobbled loud enough and hard enough to to shake your bones. you know you could you could hear the <laughs> the, the the grass move that he's walking in, swung my shotgun over at the appropriate moment, pulled the trigger, made that twelve gauge magnum load sound like a BB gun. And then, and then all at once you could hear the echo of the gun coming back across the hills and, and, you could hear the bird hit the ground. And it was just like, it's everything that you thought it could be in a, in a hunting situation and better. And you didn't have to think about it. It just all happened. You heard, you saw, and it just, I mean, 12 gauge into a BB gun, just like that. I didn't think about it. Didn't have my ears ring after that like they had every year previous to that when when I was in that situation and I just felt like okay I've turned a corner, um, but I want I want to change gears here as we start to bring this in for a landing and just talk for a couple minutes about all the different people that are using the Tetra products and uh, I was just on you know it's just not it's not just me that discovered this I was on YouTube looking at some videos. And there I saw Uncle Cy Robertson in his in his living room, you know, trying on your product and and we're talking to you guys, and I was like, okay, you know, these these guys, you know, Duck Dynasty, they're maybe the highest profile duck hunting human beings on planet Earth. You know, they're not going to use something that doesn't work, that's not a step up, that that's not doing what they need and want it to be, right? Boy, you got that right. That was a,
0: that was a big day in this in this guy's life uh, last August when when I had to go down and spend the day, uh, with those, those awesome men and, um, you know, in, in every, in every way from sportsmen to just super awesome Christians and just, just really good guys. And, and honestly, it, everything that we sat back and watched on TV, it's exactly, it's, it's no different. <laughs> you know? I mean, six, eight, 10 years later, uh, I walked in that same in that, in that same, you know, homestead and compound and walked in and, and, and Phil sitting there in the, in that chair that I saw so many times on TV. And he's got the Bible on one side and, uh, and, uh, an AR on the other side and a, and a, bulletproof vest. And, um, and that was a very humbling experience. And, and, and honestly, it was one of those, it, it was absolutely a walk up you're not even you're outside the house still and you can hear the TV blaring in there. You can, you can, you could sit there and listen to, you know, to, to that Fox news channel. He's watching, uh, exactly from the outside. And, and, and you, we walked in and then kind of did did all the work and did the hearing test. And, and, um, and I'm just thinking like, man, this, this guy, he's seen it all. Like he's seen, he's seen me, this guy, you know, that's coming in and and trying to, trying to tell them how to do something different and that they got a better, a a better way of slicing bread. And I'm like, he's seen it all. And, uh, and, and I'm, and I'm just, he's super polite, super nice, but, um, I could just sense that, you know, again, I, I, the way I summed it up is like, he's seen it all. And, um, got it all set, got him programmed, programmed for his, everything we just talked about, George, I programmed for his hearing loss, put the, put the waterfall stuff in there. Um, we went up to him, put it in, TV still blaring. And the first thing he does, put it in there and his eyes get real big. He looks at me and he goes, Whoa, he walks over, picks up the remote, turns it, turns it on mute and then turns the volume down. The volume was on 27 turns the volume down and he starts turning the TV up and he got to like nine and he goes, that's pretty good. And he goes to 10 or 11. He goes, that's fantastic. (laughs) And, 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 and it's it's funny because, you know, you you dump your whole dang life into, into chasing something and to making this technology and creating this patent and creating these algorithms and these formulas in, the honest to God, the proof in the pudding for, for Phil Robinson was that he could go from level 27 to level 10 on the volume for the TV. And that's from that point on, it's like, you know, the, the the quote, you had me at hello. Like, that's exactly like that's what got him. And then he went and got his calls and then he blew his calls and then he did like everything. But like his his proof point <laughs> uh was was that tv volume coming down and he just kept going like this this is amazing and at the end he put his came up and put his hand on my shoulder i'll never forget it and uh and he said he goes son we've been waiting a long time for something like this and uh and and then and then he did the magic words he's like we can sell this (laughs) (laughs) and i'm like i'm like well i go phil i i I know you know that's what i want to hear I said, but this is really, truly, this is about changing the culture. This is changing the the conversation, changing the behavior of young hunters and young men that they don't end up like where you're at. And he goes, he goes, I get it. He goes, but first you got to sell it. And he goes, don't ever, under, don't under underestimate that first. You got to sell it. And it was just, it was a moment. It was a very special moment in my life and in, in, in this company. And, um, and, you know, I, I, uh, it, it, it was kind of a big turning point for us. And you you can kind of tell that I'm, I'm a little bit emotional about it because it was it was very cool. But it was it was that like that level of connection. I mean, I connected to him from human to human, not not from some guy trying to get him to sell something. It wasn't it was not about selling the widget. And, and he immediately got that once I could prove that he that I could change his life. And um, man, that's what we're trying to do and uh and it's it's times like this it's guys like you um george that are that are going to have to pick up the torch and um and you've 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 worked really hard to to have the audience and uh, and and to have the to have the position in the in the platform to to be able to have the right conversations and i'm I can't tell you how grateful I am for that.
2: Oh, yeah. that That's just, that's an amazing story. That is, that's just so awesome. It's so affirming. Of course, they're not the only ones using the product. I've seen, you know, a number of other people that are, you know, serious duck hunters that are using it. But it is, you know, when I was out in the turkey woods, it was amazing. But every hunt, I could see how fantastic and how perfectly engineered it was For duck hunting. Like there's nothing else like it. You know, it, it does everything you want it to do while you're duck hunting, while you're in the blind, while you're while you're calling, while you're just sitting there talking, while maybe you're, you know, making bacon and eggs in the blind on a slow day, whatever it might be, to the point where you're always ready, you're able to enjoy the hunt, you're protected then you're you're not just all of that, but it, it ups your, your game. You're able to hear better, further, clearer. You know you can hear the geese coming from further away. You can hear the ducks coming from further away. So you can stop what you're doing. You can stop talking. You can grab your calls. You can grab your jerk string, whatever you need to do so that you're ready sooner before they're there. Or maybe they, they would have never come within range for you to, to even know they are around to call. And you can call ducks that you would have never known were behind you Get them to come in and work them that way, and all the while preserving your hearing and and what's going on there with your friends and that situation and all the joys and sounds of the woods uh, like I can't say enough about it, and you know i I hate to be that guy who's interviewing someone and, and talks more than the person they're interviewing, but it just gets me excited about what this is and and what it can do and how many people that we can help especially now that hunting is seeing some growth more people are getting into the sport or trying different aspects of the sport and we can help them but bill i want to ask you before we go is there anything else you know on your heart that you want to share or any news or updates or things to look for or whatever you did yesterday anything that you want to you know get in and and share with people before we go oh
0: geez that's a that's a great open-ended question i you know i i I think so i i would probably pick um i want to give a an absolute a a huge shout out to um to the to what's become a a, a very special group uh in my life the last couple years that i really didn't appreciate and and understand um how fantastic these people are and and these are athletes that are competitive high school competitive shooters. And um, like growing up, I didn't I didn't have anything any awareness of. Of, of course, it's changed an awful lot. It's uh, competitive target clay target shooting is is the fastest growing high school sport. Um, and, and I think we've talked about it before in Georgia. It's, it's also it's, it's rated by far the safest athletic comp- competition sport uh, you know, for high schoolers, which is, you'd almost think it's a little bit of an oxymoron, but uh, the data absolutely shows. Um, and the point of this is we're, we're packing up. Uh, as a matter of fact, we we're packing the trailer today. Saturday morning, we leave and we drive uh, seven hours to, to Marengo, Ohio, just north of Columbus and it's a whole week of the, uh, the scholastic clay target association. It's the national championship. And, uh, and I went last, last year. And, um, as, as, kind of my, my first time with this, these young athletes and these kids are absolutely phenomenal. They are the most dedicated, the most focused, uh, the, the highest level of concentration, um, of, of any group of athletes I've ever been around. And, um, and what's so cool is 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 that the girls are are, are wamping on and, and, and putting it to half of the boys up there. So it's this super cool, you know, multi-gender uh, sport where where the girls often dominate uh, with it, but it, you know, I, I know everything that, that you put together and what we've been talking about is focused on the hunter. And, and most of these kids are the kids that are kind of the, the new generation, uh, the upcoming generations of, of, of hunters and outdoorsmen and, and sport and, in and, and sport shooters. Um, and a, a big percentage of them, um, you know, the reason that they're, you know, a, a, a state champion in sporting clays is because they see that as their warm up time and practice time, uh, for, you know, for their upland hunt, their dove hunting and their, and their waterfall hunting and all that good stuff. And, um, I'm super excited to spend the week up there with them and, uh, we're going to have a big booth and, and I just get to hang out with some absolutely fantastic families and some incredible athletes. And, um, and and then in come the fall, they all put on blaze orange and shoot doves and then and chase ducks off fall. So it's uh it's really cool. And that's kind of a long-winded, but uh shout out to these 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 kids and their families that um that have that level of dedication.
2: Yeah, that's outstanding and able to reach these kids while they're young, before they've made mistakes, before they've impacted their hearing, before they've done things and, and help them get started in the right direction, encourage them. You know, help them to to do it right from the beginning, and like you said, help change the culture of the sport to where instead of it being you know ninety percent of the people in the woods not wearing ear protection, where you know they wouldn't think about going into the woods without ear protection because of how important it is, and and because of. Just you know, investing in their future, as well as you know, taking that other additional advantage to up their game and and to do those things. So that's just outstanding. Well, I really appreciate you making the time, Bill. I know it's been a busy day for you, uh, but I think this has been really great you know, a lot of good discussion, a lot of great things for the people listening. Guys, make sure you go to Tetra hearing's website, check them out. You can find them, you know, just type in Tetra hearing. You can Google it. There'll be a link in the show notes of this episode at newownersguide.com. But, uh, you know, couldn't say enough good things. And like I said, I'll do a full review on the product in another episode. Didn't want to take that time here, but it's outstanding and it does everything and more that I ever thought or, or could want it to. So, Really appreciate, Bill, what you guys are doing and the product and your heart and passion and spirit to, to make such a difference. So guys, I you know, really appreciate everyone who's listening. Um, you know, Till next time, God bless you guys and go get them in the woods.